Knock, knock. Who's there? Doctor. Doctor who? Exactly. Jokes. We've all heard them. We've all told them. Uh, do you... Okay, hi. Can you tell me a joke? I need to get this right. Okay. Um, what do you call um, nachos that don't belong to you? Oh, wait. No, wait. Wait, that's wrong. No. Okay. What do you call nacho cheese that doesn't belong to you? Um, nacho cheese? Yeah. Right. Tell me a joke. Come on. I don't know any. Come on. Everybody, everybody knows one joke. Not me. How many Jews does it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> yeah, okay, not you. Tell me a joke. My wife, am I right? <laughs> oh my god. Come on. Jokes tell us who we are. They definitely told us who those people were. They tell us what we are doing, how we're feeling. They shine a light into our hearts and open them up to joy. A good joke is, is like a sculpture. I really do think that it's that refined, you know? You, That's Tommy Hangro, stand-up comic. You work and you work at it, chiseling away any extraneous word, night after night, working at your craft, you know, leaning in to blow away any distracting element, anything at all. And, and what you're left with, you know, it really can be quite exquisite. Huh? It's like uh, fine filigree work, you know? It's, it's a precious, it's a precious thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. I do. I think it's an art form. Absolutely. So I says to this bitch, I fucked your sister in the ass. I'm Dovis Harkinenbrand, and from QPR and the University of the American Suburb, you're listening to This Radio Life. Today on This Radio Life, we're just going to tell one joke for a whole half hour. Our associate editor, Chad Stagg. So, uh, where where are we right now? Well, we're in the county of Somerset near Wincanton, and we're standing in a field. And what are we wearing? Well, I would call this standard British country attire, the green jacket, Wellington boots, very good for keeping the mud off. And what is this that we are drinking? Uh, that's tea. I, I bought that in a thermos flask to keep it warm. It's good. Well, it's, it's tea, isn't it? It's good. The tea is milky and sweet. Jason, the guy who I'm in a field with, says that it has two sugars in it, but I think that there are more. It is good tea. And how are we feeling? Uh, apprehensive, uh, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah, apprehensive. To understand why Jason is feeling so apprehensive, we need to go back in time. Back to when Jason was just a little kid. Jason was born in the East End of London in 1972. He doesn't know anything about his parents. They gave him up for adoption, but we talked to an expert in parental psychology and using the latest social technologies, we were able to piece together what his mother might have said about it. Jason's mom is played here by a supercomputer. So, 
What do you remember about giving birth to Jason? It was well boring. He looked like a little Winston Churchill, so he did. I give him right up. So you don't remember it fondly? No. I had to miss my favorite program on the telebox, didn't I? It was wank. What did Jason's dad think? Did he support your decision? Oh, him. He went around. It was a proper pump and dump and no mistake, gov. Only an armless fancy. You know, I've got Jason with me uh, in the next room. Would you like to meet him? No. I do not want to. I ain't got no love in me heart, you see? And I don't care about him at the end of the day. Chime, chime, shrew. We played Jason, our recording of the supercomputer, reading the lines generated by our social algorithm. I explained that we were 97% certain that we had accurately modeled what she would have really said. Well, yeah. Yeah, it makes it makes me feel a bit, a bit, yeah. yeah. What? Well, I, uh, sad, I suppose, sad. I mean, how sad, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, really sad, but look. I, I, I mean, I bear with no ill will towards her. You know, she was, she was probably younger than I am now. You know, a lot younger even. So, uh, well, I mean, the social engine also said that it was eighty percent likely that she did okay. bear ill will towards you. Ill so, will still, will still. Do you think that these feelings of rejection have shaped the way that your life has played out? Uh, not really. I, I, I don't really have any feelings of, uh, of rejection. Well, I mean, you do. I mean, on that, the error rate is statistically insignificant. It's been extensively yeah. modeled. Yeah, but no buts. Just to be completely sure, we had our lab run the models again, and if anything this time, it was even more clear-cut. Jason's early experiences are the defining fact about him. He was adopted by Tony and Marie Faring, and so Jason's childhood was finally able to begin. What is your earliest memory? Right. Right, yeah. Now, I've thought about this, and uh, I think I was sat in the uh, lounge, surrounded by wrapping paper, and, and, and there was a Christmas tree, so it must have been Christmas. And and my dad... Not your real dad. No, okay. Uh, my, uh, my adoptive dad. Good. Dad came in, and I think it must have been... It must have been the last present I got that day because there was paper everywhere and I remember his face like it was an afterthought so I think maybe this wasn't the main present you know but he handed it to me and I remember unwrapping it and, and there it was. Uh, well what was, was it? What was it? It was an Alice Chalmers model WC 1-12 scale Franklin Mint diecast tractor. A tractor. Jason's first tractor. Did you know what it was? No, I, I'd never seen anything like it, you know. Well, well what, what did you think it was? Oh, I don't know, just a, a really wicked looking car. <laughs> it, looked, it looked like a spaceship to me, but with, with wheels, so I knew it wasn't, but it was beautiful. And just like that, I fell in love. The Alice Chalmers Model WC tractor was manufactured between 1933 and 1948. It came in shocking orange, with a steering wheel jutting from the engine on a long, stiff column. It was the defining tractor of the Great Depression, a triumph of function in forming form. It's a bare-bones machine. The engine is exposed on both sides through swooping teardrop cutaways. The lines are classic, like a Stratocaster or a 40s Starlet. It's sexy, the Ava Gardner of farming equipment. 
and even at one twelfth the size, Jason, maybe one third of the size he is now, was bewitched. Back to Chad. Back to Jason. And since then, you know, I've, I've always liked tractors. When Jason says liked here, it's kind of an understatement. A month before Jason and I were stood in a field together, I visited him in his apartment. Jason lives in public housing, a concrete tower block in the east end. He lives on the 19th floor, but even up there, the only thing you can see from his kitchen window is London. He showed me his collection of model tractors. Okay, so, yes, no, come on. Okay, so, yeah. so we're starting over here okay. at the mantelpiece, uh, where we've got the oh, steam-powered no, models. The These date from the 1860s. And you can see most of them have the large flywheel. That's right. The flywheel. That comes from the, yeah. That's from the steam, yeah. And those carry on um, down to the windowsill, all okay, across okay. there. Right. And um, yes, on that shelf too. And then over to the first display cabinet, now here, this is the uh, the John Froelich petrol power tractor. Oh, That's the first of, combustion engine tractor, oh, and, yeah. and then we. No, well, I've he didn't really sell very many of those. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now we move past those to um, to the Hornsby's, and then these the Albones, oh, Albone, and running sure. on oil and refined petrol respectively. Before we come to the first mass production tractors, now these um, really are moving more into the early American period American, right. of tractor design. Right. Yeah. No. Um, okay. And they right. dominate really this wall. Over yep. here now, if we go over past, past here, we close that, and then we just have to move. Listening to Jason talk about his tractors is an incredible, astoundingly dull experience. Once you get him going, he'll talk to you all day about flywheels and kerosene and unsynchronized transmission. Now the shape of that's inspired by the mountains around Florence, yes. So there are model tractors in every room, on every surface. In his bathroom, the tub is full of lesser imperfect tractors that don't deserve shelf space. There are tractors on his TV, in his bed. He told me he threw out his tumble dryer to make room for more tractors. It just took up too much space, he said. Go into the bathroom, and now we're entering uh, the John Deere section. We looked at his tractors for five hours. Then he made coffee, and we moved just enough tractors off of his furniture to let us sit down. And that's when I discovered something crazy. Oh, I, oh, I am exhausted. Oh, God, yeah, me too. Uh, we'll have to finish the tour when you come back next week. Post-war is where it starts to get really interesting. So, Jason, I want to talk to you about your life now, though. Shoot. Now, obviously, to an extent, you've replaced the love of real parents with tractors. But I want to know, you're living up here in this apartment, the centre of London. It's not the English countryside. No. There are no farms nearby. No, no farms. So I wanted to ask you, how often do you get to get out and see real tractors, you know, in the wild? Oh, I've, I've never seen one. What? Yeah, I've never seen a, a real tractor. It's my dream to see a tractor. I, I wrote to Jimmy Savile when I was a kid, but he didn't reply, and I suppose he never will now. I'm sorry, go back. You've never seen a real tractor? No, no. I mean, yeah, I... It seems a shame, really, doesn't it, when you put it like that? Coming up, Jason sees a real tractor, and it does not go as you'd expect. That's next, on this radio, life.
Radio Life. Support for this Radio Life comes from PrayTheGrayAway.com, utilizing the power of prayer to keep you looking young or to meet your needs, whatever they are. Surveys show that 80% of Americans believe in the healing power of prayer. But if prayer works, why are we using it so inefficiently? PrayTheGrayAway.com takes the fervent potency of belief and mixes it with a distributed peer-to-peer architecture and a radically disruptive crowdsourced business model to rationalize prayer and deliver the results that you want as a busy Christian on the go. This is how it works. Say you found a gray hair. You don't want to look old for that important business brunch, so you hop onto the Pray the Gray Away app. You can check your indulgence credits. You can earn them by offering prayers or pay a microtransaction to top them up. And you can use them to buy focused prayers from other believers. Choose how many prayers you need with the easy sliders and friendly interface, then sit back and watch the results roll in. I've been using the Pray the Gray Away app for months now, and it's so easy. I'll get a notification when someone wants me to pray for them, and I can swipe left to accept and again when I'm done, or I can just swipe right and forget about it. I've got a pretty good stack of indulgence credits saved up right now. Just need to decide what I want prayed for. Maybe great radio. PrayTheGrayAway.com It's old-time religion for digital natives. Use offer code THISRADIO to get a starter pack of indulgences worth $18.99. Now, it's back to our show. How are you feeling now? Well, uh... Yeah, more more apprehensive. Nervous, actually. Now, you think we'll find one today? Yeah, I think we will. I think we will. When we found out that Jason had never seen a tractor in real life, we knew we had to know what would happen if he did. I called the airport, told them I was from this radio life, and we flew from London to the countryside that evening. We checked into a B&B, a real traditional place. The napkins at breakfast the next morning were made from freshly laundered linen. There was bacon and fried eggs. After eating, we set out into the wild. We walked through fields, traversed dry stone walls, climbed wooden stiles and felt the morning dew soak into the hems of our city chinos. Finally, after hours of hiking, we mounted a rise and... There it is. Oh, look at it. That's pretty good, right? Oh, Chad, you know, it's... Oh, it's so beautiful. So, Jason, how do you feel? Oh, well, there are no... uh... There's no, there's no words for it really. Oh, yeah, it's bigger than I, bigger yeah. isn't it than I thought? Bigger. Shall we go closer? No, I do think we can. Well, who's going to stop us? As we crested the hill, there, two fields over, was Jason's first real tractor, a farm track 535, blue. Okay, Jason. You should touch it. No, I, I better not touch it. Go ahead, man. Touch it. What about the farmer? I don't see a farmer. You see a farmer? No, no. Yeah, touch it. Touch it. Okay, I'll touch it. I'll touch it. <laughs> okay. How does it feel? You know, oh, you know it's it's uh it's cold. It's cold, isn't it? Like like cold metal. You know what, man? You should climb in. You should climb inside. No, Look. I could never. I couldn't. 
Look, it's not luck. It's not mine, Chad. Honestly, I, why not? I don't. I don't think I, I can. Oh, you can, Chad. Do it. We came just, all this way, man. I just man. think I should. Um, we flew first class from London, Jason. Come on. You really think I should? Do it. Do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <coughs> oh, oh. Oh wow. How is it? <laughs> Oh, I'm so high up. Yeah, it suits you, I man. feel like I'm flying. Oh, I'm, I'm king of the world. I'm king of the world. Okay, Jason, it's been a, it's been a half hour now. Come on, man. I think someone's coming. I think, Jason, I think it's the farmer. Come on, man. Okay. I think it's the farmer. Oh, oh shit. He's got it. What? He's got a gun, I think. Come on. Yeah, come on. Come on. Look, don't. I'm trying. Don't blame the chinos, man. Come on. Right. What the bloody hell do you think you're doing? Look, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, sir. Look, uh, do you listen to podcasts? Uh, what are you talking about? Podcasts? I should shoot you right now. Hey, look. What's that? Uh, what? Scrub, is that clear? It's clear. Oh, and you're trespassing. Go on. Oi! Left your little box. Oh, I'll pick. I'll, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh God, I'm sorry. To clear it up, I did not run away. What happened was I saw another story that needed documenting for the radio. I always intended to come back for Jason, but he was fine. So we met up later in a local pub. I'll get them in. Try not to run away while I'm at the bar. I, I did not run away. I did not run away. Our flight was scheduled for early the next morning, and I had to catch a connecting flight back to New York, so we shouldn't have, but the Somerset Ale was warm and bitter, and as the night stretched on, I had an idea I wanted to try out on Jason. So, uh, okay. Alright, we should totally, um, uh, go back to that fucking tractor. No way, he said that he would shoot us if we did that. Sure, sure he said that, but he's, I mean, it's late, right? I bet he's, like, asleep. So we could go over there and steal his tractor, and we could you you could drive it around, and I think that would be awesome. Ah, uh, it would be awesome. It yeah, would be awesome. yeah, fucking right. And I I'll fucking I'll record you driving it around for my podcast. You know, uh, it's my podcast. Uh, that other guy who presents it, he's just just a guy. So I will record it, and you drive around. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I knew that Jason would never have been able to let it go, so we headed out into the night to meet our appointment with destiny. Look. Okay. Look. Look. Jason. Look in the look in the mirror. It doesn't have a mirror. Oh wait. Okay. Well. 
Well, fucking hotwire it then. I don't know how to hotwire it. Fuck you. Okay, look, I know how. I'm from the street. Oh, no. Okay. Let me just. All right. <clears throat> oh, shit. Wait, Chad, Chad, look. The key's there. The key's there. Oh, sweet. Well, right. Uh, Good. Get up there, man. <laughs> Beneath the low-hanging winter moon, a breath hanging in the air as thick as cigar smoke, I watched as Jason drove the tractor. He wove it around the field like a ballet dancer, swooping through the mud with an easy grace that I'd never seen in him. I felt like I was watching something private, something monumental, sacred. But then... Oh fuck, it's that guy with that, that farm guy. What did I oh, say God, to you? Yeah. No, no way, no way, just, just run for it, man. Down. Run! Just, run! Run! Okay. No, wait. Come on! Just run for it, man! Run! Run! Just run for it! Come on! Oh, God! He's got the gun! Oh, fuck! You're listening to This Way for Life. So, don't worry, Jason is okay. He was shot in the leg, but it's been six months now, and doctors say that he'll walk again, if he works at it. Meantime, Chad left our show. We miss him. He writes short stories now. You can read them on his website. We'll link that in the description, I guess. But I was worried about Jason. Couldn't help but feel complicit in what happened to him. And so last week, we flew him out to New York City. Hey, man. Hey, man, Jason. Hi. Hello. Hey, it's Hello. great to meet you in person. Hello. Is this your wheelchair? Oh, you're nifty with that thing. Look at you go. So, Jason, it's been six months. Yes. Can you go over for me what happened? Well, I was shot in the leg, as you know, and it's been a long road to recovery. It's been hard. I won't pretend that it hasn't, because it has. And all because you wanted to drive a tractor. I know, I know. Well, look, how do you feel about tractors now? <sighs> I don't really like them anymore. Jason told me that since the incident, he can barely look at a tractor. His apartment, you know, the apartment with model tractors on every surface? He's gotten rid of them all, reinstalled his dryer. He says he doesn't know what to do with all the space. I suppose something like that, where you stare death in the face in that way, it makes you really think, and what I thought was, Christ, you know, it's tractors that have left you this way and that's so I was very angry for a long time with tractors it got to the point where if I saw even a Land Rover I'd start to sweat and my, my fists would ball up just because it reminded me of a tractor and of course a wheelchair looks quite a lot like a tractor from the side so it's been difficult 
but here you are. Here I am. Mm. And I'm feeling better. I am. There's a world beyond the tractor. I I see that now. So, Jason, what are your plans? Oh, is that a, is that a fire alarm? Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Great timing, right? Well, we have to evacuate. Yeah, God, how stupid. But look, we're only on the third floor. We can get you down the staircase, so you oh, don't you, need to no, worry good, about yeah. that. Oh, good, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I had no idea there was a drill today. Hey, look, is, is that smoke? Yeah, that is smoke. You won't believe this, but on the day we interviewed Jason, there really was a fire in our building. Looks like it's two floors up. Shit, that's the daycare. It is? I thought I thought that was below us, the no, daycare. It's that one. God. Well, I'm sh look, the fire department are on their way. We've got to get Jason out, so get Bob, and we'll carry him down. No. What's that? Carry me up. I'm sorry. Carry me up to the daycare. Do it right now. Okay, Jason, it's okay. We just need to exit the building. No. Carry me up. I can help. Well, okay then. So, Bob, Bob's our audio engineer. Bob and I carried Jason to the stairwell, up two flights. It was blistering hot and thick with choking black smoke, and we could hear children screaming. Put me down! What are you gonna do? Just watch. Jason! Oh my god, what? gesturing like crazy what do you want you want you want to go to the window Bob open the window open the window I'm doing it oh wow oh wow and then you wheeled him to the window and he just blew it all out like he was smoking a cigar you know but but bigger you know like like a nuclear mushroom cloud or something like that is it is it out Yes, Jason, the fire's out. And the kids, the kids are alive. Yeah, I think they're okay. I think so. Finally. Oh, Jason, I can rest. And then he just falls asleep like his work is done here, you know? Jason is an incredible man. Can you help me to understand what happened? It was... It was in, in the heat of the moment. I just... knew what it was that I had to do. Do you see? Okay, but how did you know? I mean, I have never seen anything like that. Well, I've never done anything like that. But I, I knew I could. You see... The thing is, the thing is, I'm an ex-Tractor fan. Get it? Ex-Tractor fan? Ex-Tractor fan? That's our joke? We hope you liked it. Pretty funny, right? Everybody laughs.
But what if I were to tell you that all those events took place on Radio Life is written and performed by Simon Indelicate. You can find out more from www.thisradiolife.com. Now, look, I just wanted to take a minute at the end here to say we're halfway through the season now, um, and it's going pretty well. But we're looking at the figures for the um, for the for the advertising that's coming in. And although podcasting is essentially a free medium that costs nothing, um, we, we don't feel like we're making enough um, headway. So we were we were thinking um, maybe you could do us a favor. You could go over to iTunes or or whichever, but 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 iTunes is where the bang is, and leave a review for this radio life. It, it really helps apparently with um with what they call discoverability, which I'm told is real really important. Um, but yeah, if you could do that, that would be awesome. Um, maybe just say how much you like it, how um it's what the cool kids are listening to, and that anyone who doesn't listen won't get to sit with you. Um, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be passive aggressive or anything, but if you don't do that, I will probably cry and have a breakdown. We, we need to do more with advertising. That's, that's, that's something we're going to be looking into, but, but yeah, um, thanks. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.